Hello and welcome to Infinite Pixels, uh, episode four. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan Havlick. With me this week is Ryan Scrid. Hello, I'm Ryan Scrid, and uh, we played Cuphead this week. No, oh, man, you got right in there. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, so a little bit different than uh, playing Bioshock for two episodes. Ryan, can you tell me about? Cuphead. Yeah, so Cuphead uh, was an independent game released in 2017. It's really, like, it's it almost feels pointless to even talk about it. It's so popular and famous. Uh, but it's a, it's a run-and-gun game, so it's like a platformer where you have the ability to shoot, like Contra. Uh, but its uh, big hook is that it was hand-drawn 2D animation meant to be styled like a 1930s cartoon, a, a rubber hose cartoon. Uh, and it has amazing animation and music that is all trying to be period accurate to the 1930s. And that's Cuphead in a nutshell. Yeah. Uh, it was developed by Studio MDHR. Um, I think it was shown originally at like 2015s. I think, I think it was 2014. 2014, 2015. I don't remember. I was in college. Um, and they, I remember seeing it on the stage, like 83. Um, and it was during Microsoft's, like, big, like, I think, I don't remember if they were doing their, their, like, I can't remember what it's called. It's like a, their big Microsoft indie, uh, showcase, like, reel that every single E3 press conference has where they, they were like, here's all our indies. And, uh, one of them just appeared for, like, five seconds. It was, uh, and it turned out to be Cuphead. It was like, what is this, what is this game that looks like a, an old Fleischer cartoon? Uh, and that was Cuphead. That's how it really got it, like, like big, too. I remember, like, everybody saw it. And everybody was like, what is this? Uh, and they didn't have... I don't think they had, like, a ton of money. Like, they had money, obviously. But, like, it wasn't... They didn't have the popularity. It was a, it was unknown at the time. And then suddenly people were like, holy shit, this looks amazing. Well, it's it stands out so much. Yeah. Like, in the modern video game landscape, even today, like five years after the game was released yeah it looks so unique it stands out so much it just jumps out at you as far as like video game visuals go um and uh, i did i did do some research did you know like the story about uh the making of the game uh not as much and i went to do watch more research videos oh. i did not well that's incredibly disappointing but the story <laughs> of the game is uh no no uh the, the so it was made you didn't by do your homework, Jordan. <laughs> your Cuphead homework. No, uh, the two brother two brothers made the game. Okay, and it was like a passion project for them, and um, they were working on the game part time. They were doing their nine to five jobs and working on the game nights and weekends, and then um, one of the brothers' uh, spouse, his his wife, started working on the game with them, and they had kind of a small team, and they pivoted to doing the game full time. They all quit their jobs, uh, the two brothers and the spouse, uh, they quit their jobs with kids on the way Ugh. to work on this game. And they uh, uh, remortgaged their house Fuck. to get money to work on this game full-time, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, and uh, then once they were doing it, they had a small scale, but Microsoft saw it or they had pitched mm -hmm. it to Microsoft or something to that effect. And then they said, hey, you have something here. And they gave them more backing so yeah. they could expand the scope of the game. I, I heard about that because I couldn't remember if it was when it was shown at E3 or when, uh, or uh, sometime after, like sometime before that. 
uh, when I remember originally when it was supposed to come out, uh, it was only going to have boss fights. Mm -hmm. And then when they got more funding, they were like, oh, we can do these platforming levels too. Right. Yeah. That that was the basic story as I understand it too. Yeah. Um, And uh, for context, uh, it's Shad Moldenhauer, Jared Moldenhauer, and then I'm not sure which spouse it is, whose spouse it is, but uh, Maria? Uh, might be on it. You pronounce her name? Uh, Moldenhauer. I, I think. I know it's it's actually interesting, too. The There's another another Moldenhauer, Ryan Moldenhauer, yeah, that, I, which I don't know who who that person is. I, I think that's their cousin, because okay. they said as the team for the game grew, like during development, uh, they were just recruiting people that... That wanted, they knew. Yeah, that they knew or that wanted to work on it. Um, so I, I think it's like... A, they have a, a, a lot, a number of family members at the studio. Yeah, and I, I uh, uh, like, uh, if you haven't seen the game, you should look it up because it looks just like a cartoon. It's running at sixty frames per second. Um, is it? Which is, uh, I don't know if it does that on Switch. I, I think it is, um, which is pretty standard now, like last generation, uh, like three sixty era. Or not, that wouldn't be last generation, two generations ago. It was like pretty much 30 frames per second was like the standard. Um, and then, uh, like now, it's more like, uh, and more so like last gen with the PS4 and Xbox One. Um, and now, early in this generation, it's become 60 frames per second is like the sweet spot. Mm-hmm. So, we're probably going to move up to 120 frames. At some point, but at the moment, it's like 60 frames. Yeah, it's only a matter so, of time. Um, but this game is running at 60 frames a second, but the animation is running at 24 frames a second, which, if you don't know, that's the uh, that was the frames per se- uh, frames that were in one second for a uh, cartoon. So in one second, there's 24 different drawings yes. that are that are conveyed to simulate motion. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how they're doing that. I I couldn't wrap my head around how this made any sense, like personally. You mean like the animation to video game? Yeah. Are you talking about the process or just how the animation is twenty four but the game is sixty? Both. I I as far as the animation is twenty four and the game is sixty, I don't know how that would work on a technical level either. My guess is. The animation itself is just a series of pictures being presented to you. So you can present uh, 24 pictures in one second while the game is running at 60 frames per second, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. Someone might have just heard that and said, this guy's a fucking idiot. Yeah, please write to us. We're going to yeah, I a pixels podcast at, at gmail.com and yell at us. Yeah. I would love to learn more about animation. For real. <laughs> For real. But um, as far as the animation process itself goes um, it's all hand-drawn animation which everyone I think that knows about Cuphead knows that and what they did was they would draw it traditionally so they would draw it on a piece of paper with pencils um, and then they would ink it with uh, a pen on a separate piece of paper and then scan the ink lines into the computer and then uh, that would be the digital image that they would use that that would appear on screen so it is Traditional style, hand-drawn animation just converted to digital. Yeah, which I knew about that. Okay, uh, sure. Yeah. That, to think about it as, like, again, 24 images that you need to do for one second 
And I don't know how long it took me to beat this game. Well, I didn't beat the game. We'll, we'll get to that eventually. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, I don't know how long uh, uh, I played this game for. It was probably around like six or seven hours ish. That but sounds right. Thinking of how many seconds that is is insane. Yeah, I mean, like, and I, I I know that this is a game where it's like it's running like on a like a treadmill. Like you're not gonna. Uh, the the characters are moving on their own, and you just have to defeat them. Right, right. One, it's it's not like a movie where every second of a movie that's an animated movie is something new that has to be animated. This game obviously uses walk cycles and like re- yeah. reuses assets and animations, even though, but but like just to the extent that it has to because it's a video game. It's not like yeah. a lazy reuse of animation. Yeah, and like the the boss fights in this are only. And even the the run and gun levels are just like, at the most like seven minutes. I think the king dice fight is, um, and in that it's like, they only have maybe five attacks. Sure. So the amount like that's five attacks that I don't know how long they're going to take to do the attack, but it's not like an insane amount of uh, uh, of attacks. Like it's not like a, you know, something that's going to require as much effort as I don't know like a Final Fantasy I don't want to I don't want to disparage it but it's like you know th- this game took way too much work <laughs> I, this this game was a labor of love yeah th- this is a passion project I don't want to say way, way too way too much work but they, they, they that, didn't that's a negative connotation no they didn't choose the easy route no when they, when they for, for the style of this game no. and I was actually watching a lot of um, interviews with the brothers and the spouse um, I feel bad saying the spouse but the three developers of the game um, you can say their names. I don't know their names off the top of my head. <laughs> Ryan, Chad, Jared, and... Uh, or, uh, I guess, well, producer, one of them is... I don't know. Uh, what, Chad, what, Jared are at least the directors. What's their last name? Moldenhauer. The Moldenhauer family. There you go. When the Moldenhauers were making this game, uh, they said that... Um, to, just, like, to speak to the, the why they chose the difficult process um, was because they wanted it... Uh, they didn't want it to feel like a game in the style of a 1930s cartoon. They wanted it to feel like if they made, if someone made a game with 1930s technology or in the 1930s, that's what they were trying to emulate. That's how they wanted it to feel. Mm. And they found that when they did hand-drawn digital animation without paper involved, uh, it didn't have the right feel, like the right kind of bite to it. But when they did they drew it on paper first and then inked it and then digitized it. They said it, it gave a different reaction. It gave a different feel. Yeah. And I know that this game deliberately has like imperfections Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. the animation. Yeah. Um, because, uh, it doesn't, it, it, it wants to have an authentic feel. Yeah. It has, it has, um, like fuzz lines on the screen. Mm -hmm. There's inconsistency with certain aspects of character models because that's what those old cartoons were like. So it's, it's a, it's perfect in its imperfections in that way. Yeah. Um, so that's like the background of the of the game. Uh, what uh, What do you? Uh, I guess we never discussed how, like how we would discuss this game because it's not really like Bioshock. It's not really like Flower. I mean, it's more like Flower in that there's levels, mm-hmm. but the levels are not like, and boss fights are not like particularly like uh, 
there, there's no story to them, really. It's just levels. I think the in Cuphead, the story is in service of, of just getting from A to B. Yeah. It's it's intentionally lacking of story. Yeah. And it's it's yeah, it's not like with Bioshock you can talk about the plot, but with with Cuphead it's not really like that's that's the 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 smallest part of the game is the plot. Like that's that's something I was thinking about before we sat down to record this was like what can we say about Cuphead that hasn't been said yeah. before? Like, there's the animation, the music, which we haven't mentioned yet, but the music was all recorded with, like, an actual big band with actual yeah. instruments. It's not uh, uh, MIDI files or MIDI files. Um, so, like, the, the style is what's carrying the game, more so than, like, the story, like, Bioshock, or even Flower has sort of a a, a overarching story to yeah. it. So, what? Uh, but... There is a story. What what mm-hmm. what uh what happens in Cuphead? Uh, in Cuphead, oh my, it's so awesome. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's just they go so hard with the 1930s style. It yeah. works so well. So the story is uh, you're presented in the opening cutscene a physical book, uh, which they actually filmed. It's not a mm-hmm. digital book. They made a, a book to have the cut the opening cutscene with. Yeah. Um, and Cuphead, who is the main character, and his uh, brother Mugman. Who's the player two character? They're basically the same design, but they have a slightly slightly different faces. Um, which one did you play as? I played as Cuphead. You fucking ass. Did you play as Mugman? I was Mugman. The game is Cuphead. It's fucking Mugman is better. I don't. I like Cuphead's less intrusive design. I like his smaller nose. I like, <laughs> I like Mugman because he's a fucking mug. He, yeah, <laughs> he, he's a he's a little doofier looking mug. Yeah. Man. Uh, I, I, like, I just like that. Uh, you can be like Cuphead fucking sucks because he. He's uh, he fucked up. Mugman's better because he's smarter. <laughs> Mugman tried to talk him out of it. Yeah. Because uh, when they go, the story is Cuphead and Mugman are hanging out, and they go to a casino, and Cuphead gets cocky and he gambles on a big gamble with the devil. Yeah. And the casino uh, owner, uh, King Dice, is the devil's right hand man. So, uh, um, that I, I'm only saying that because King Dice is a prominent character in the game. It's not really relevant to the plot. Yeah. But basically, Cuphead and Mugman lose a bet in King Dice's casino, and the devil takes their souls, and uh, they adorably, Cuphead and Mugman adorably get down on their knees and beg, like, please, Mr. Devil, please don't take our souls. And the devil says, if you go and collect those other soul contracts, then maybe I'll spare you. And that's the plot of the game. From there, uh, your player character, Cuphead, Mugman, or Cuphead and Mugman, if you're playing two-player. Which we did not. I, I play two player with. Boop! <laughs> and I'll talk about that. Uh, Do you mean to blank that out? Oh. Boop! Uh, I, I'll say it again. Uh, I played. I did play two player. Uh, I didn't I play. Just, I could just go. Boop! <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, I played two player with, with a person. And uh, I don't know if they'd want their name on the podcast, that's why. But, uh, yeah, I played two player. It wasn't with you. Make me do more player. work. Yeah, well, sorry you have to work for a living. For, I'm not getting paid for, for our passion. We don't have a Patreon for a not living. Uh, but Cuphead and Mugman go around collecting soul contracts, and you just go. Uh, the soul contracts are held by boss characters, which uh, every boss character is different. And the layout of the game is you're in an overworld map, and there are points on the map that you walk up to, and it says, uh, in this map, you're going to fight, you know. Uh, uh, Johnny Slime or whatever. They're titles to cartoons. Yes, there. It says. I didn't write any of those down because I was I am dumb. I thought you would do it. I, I actually meant to, but I didn't have time to. 
I remember a couple of them, but it's like you're fighting a character called uh, Jimmy the Great, and he's a genie. And uh, when you get to the level uh, and you get prompted to go into it, it says, Jimmy the Great in uh, Desert Madness. I thought it was like Cuphead and Mudman in... Or, I don't remember. No, it's 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 the boss's name because really? it tells you who the boss is and then the name of the level. So it says Jimmy the Great in Desert Madness or whatever, um, and every boss is a different character, and that's again like uh, it, why it's important to mention that this game is hand drawn two D animation because every single boss is a different cartoon character. Yeah, and they all have three or more forms that they go through so it's it's all this like beautiful classic character animations and you fight them and it's it's really cool yeah so like the the, really like the the game how i kind of thought of it is like this is like you're watching a cartoon and the the character's attacks are like the the cartoon or like the story of the of the cartoon like for instance, one of the one of the first bosses is like a, a, um, a bunch of vegetables. So mm-hmm. it's like a carrot, an onion, uh, and a uh, where did that potato. Potato, um, and it's it's like the you know the carrot has like psychic powers. The onion is like crying, and like the the um, the potato is like firing like worms at you. And it's like I guess like the that story like you can kind of like in, I don't know like interpret it as like how did they get these powers or whatever. like it's kind of like more like a like a, a an interpretive way that you like can translate these cartoons but then you might have like a, a character later on that's like uh i wrote all of them down uh <laughs> like the uh, i don't know like the 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 uh i didn't write down her name the blimp lady like oh the, yeah i don't know her name uh and <laughs> she's like uh, fine goopy legrand Okay, sure. Uh, and he's like, uh, he's like, a, um, uh, like a slime that then goes through like a few stages of like being like a child, and then like like a boxer, and then like being a being dead like a grave, like so. Um, I don't know. They, they like, they're they're. It's not really like a story. It's just like these are, their forms that can tell like a story and their their character. So I, I don't know. No, I mean that each each one each boss is a character, and you learn about the character. Like they convey sort of characteristics by fighting them. Like yeah. there's so much personality given to the boss characters, just in their animation alone, but also in their attacks and their environment and their designs. It's kind of like um, uh, like two episodes ago we were talking about Rapture and yeah. uh, the city from the game Bioshock, and I mentioned how. Uh, the environment of the game is Art Deco style, uh, on top of underwater aesthetic uh, and like an industrial look. And also, when you come in this environment, you're seeing it past its prime, so it's like decrepit and decayed. So it's like these different elements kind of mixing together. And with Cuphead, I think it's similar for their um, the characters that you fight, where uh, you're not just fighting a 1930s cartoon. You're fighting a 1930s cartoon that is a rat. But also, it's not just a 1930s rat. It's a 1930s rat that is modeled to be sort of like this crazy war veteran where he's in a tin can that's meant to be his tank and he's got uh, like a catapult that shoots bubblegum at you and there's bullets on the walls in the background. So it's like these different design elements that convey yeah. like a, what feels like a, a very authentic like cartoon character. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I hated that boss, by the way. That was a uh, uh, wormy wormin or whatever. Werner, Werner, Wern dog or something. Uh, it was a shout out to to Werner. Werner's a great name. I do not remember his full name. I just wrote it down as Werner. Um, I just beat him today. That's why I remember his name. And actually, it's funny you say you hate him because uh, he comes later in the game. At that point in the game, I was more familiar with how to play. So I actually beat him in like less than 15 tries. Fuck you. I know. I, it took me so long to beat him. So uh, the, the other aspect of this game is it's kind of in the in the style of like of uh, I guess you would call them massacre games that uh, I think that's the term that some people have come up for them that uh, that started with like super meat boy mm-hmm. um, being like hey we're gonna make these really really difficult 2d uh, games mostly platformers but there have been other ones that have not been platformers before um, uh, like uh, alien hominid um, uh, coming out way before Super Meat Boy, uh, but just like games that are super super hard, um, but are two D and like don't have like really like difficulty sliders or anything that are just like play it for the sake of it being hard, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and that's this game. It's it's super super hard. Um, uh, for certain, I would say like the entire game is hard. Like even in, mm-hmm. like the first couple bosses, um, uh, but. As you go along, it just keeps ramping up the difficulty. Um, so at first, you only have three health. You can only get hit three times, um, and you can buy. There's a there's a shop in the game, uh, Pork Rinds Emporium, which is the greatest <laughs> shop in a video game like ever, <laughs> with like one of the best uh, shopkeepers, Pork Rind, who's when he when you uh, enter his shop, he has uh, a, like a bit crushed like 30 uh, not even bit crushed it's just it sounds like it's coming out of a out of a gramophone mm-hmm. uh, uh he says uh welcome yeah, yeah, yeah. it sounds like the 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 worst thing ever because it's it's coming out of like a uh, like a just the the most rotted gramophone that your grandma had like on the on the on her counter it's in, like in the 1940s sound quality, yeah. you know um it's beautiful uh, yeah it looks great uh, and he's like, is he smoking a cigar? I, I don't know. No, I don't think he's smoking a cigar. Yeah, um, but the, he has an eye patch though. Yeah, he has an eye patch. He's he's he he's this like, it, it, this game has a dangerous aspect because back in the day you would have cartoons that were it would be like Mickey's gonna go fight the you know the whatever the the, the devil the devil. Yeah. I mean, there's like the classic like cartoons that were uh racist you know? <laughs> the classics well, well like okay <laughs> okay Bug, a bugs bunny cartoon uh i'm gonna say a, a, a shitty thing bugs bunny nips the nips <laughs> is an actual cartoon uh and that's, that's the title of that's it. the title of the cartoon <laughs> and it's uh, uh, and it's like a really racist cartoon about bugs bunny and I think there is it with Japanese people. Yes. Uh, and uh, how could like, you forget? There, there's nothing in Cuphead. It doesn't take the. It's dark without being racist. Well, it's 
the, the cartoons from that era had an edge to them. Yes. Because yeah. there was not the context that cartoons are exclusively for children, like some people yeah. think today. You would go to a cart, you would go to a movie house, and you would go see a Bugs Bunny cartoon, and that would be the only, or like three of them. That was the only thing that you were going to see. Mm-hmm. That wasn't like we're going to see a Bugs Bunny cartoon at at the front of a DCU movie. Yeah. Or, or, like, there's Bugs Bunny cartoons playing during the day on cable or something. Yeah. These cartoons were made for an adult audience. Yeah. So it's, they they have, they didn't care that the characters would drink beer or smoke cigars. Yeah, they wouldn't care that, like, this this black person has, uh, is stylized in uh, caricature of what a 1930s black person caricature would look like. It's a combination of, of... what the culture and societal standards were at the time mixed with like the budding new genre of animation, the budding new art form of animation. So Satan looks like Satan. Yeah. But he looks like Satan, like just, he's not supposed to be a racial caricature of anyone. It's just a demon. Yeah. You know, and then Cuphead, the plot of the game is Cuphead and Mugman were, were gambling. There were, if uh, children's cartoons today wouldn't show, Characters gambling in a casino. They might. They they, they, they but, might, but they, uh, it's not like for this. It's like to teach a lesson of like gambling is bad, but mm-hmm. like you wouldn't even mention gambling because there might be a worry that children might do it anyway. Right. You right. know. Or like you fight at some point. Uh, you fight characters that are alcoholic beverages, or you yeah. fight characters that are smokables, like cigars and cigarettes. Yeah. Uh, or or you know. There's, they're not afraid to like just show violence like it in the way that cartoons from that era wouldn't shy away from that because yeah. they didn't need to. Um, yeah. So it, it has a cuphead emulates not not anything racist. No. Uh, but it emulates like that edge. Yeah. That uh, like. And that's the the I feel like the uh, going back to my point earlier, the reason why it's also like super hard is to not only emulate like. Uh, the old fashion of like these cartoons because they were edgy, uh, but also like maybe like old video games too. Of mm-hmm. like, hey, like you played Super Mario Brothers and it was really difficult, or or Contra, like not not only difficult but unforgiving too. Yeah, like, it doesn't. You know, in Cuphead, when you fight these boss characters, it's essentially a gauntlet. Like yeah. you said. You, you only get three hits. If you get hit three times, you have to start all the way over. You can buy extra health at Pork Rides Emporium, which yes. I think I was going to say, but I got sure. distracted. <laughs> we got sidetracked, but yeah. you As can, we do. You can buy upgrades at Pork Rides Emporium, too. Yeah, he'll have different uh, bullets, uh, or different, like, gun... I guess they're bullets. Mm. Uh, you might get one that, like, shoots really close to you in a three-round burst. That's like a... that's a, It's not a burst. It's just continuous. It's, a, a, it's like a shotgun. Or you might have one... That uh, they're really low to the ground and they like bounce, mm-hmm. uh, or you might have one that just homes in on the enemy. Um, and there are other upgrades too. Like you can get like a, uh, you have a dash ability that allows you to uh, just um, uh, like move really fast in a in uh, one direction, but you're not invulnerable during that. But you can get an upgrade uh, that allows you to be invulnerable in that. During that dash, uh, the important thing to note, though, too, is that you can those count as like charms, and you can only have one of those equipped. So if you're like, I want to have invulnerability and five health, you can't. You can only take or invulnerability during a dash, and uh, 
five health. You can't. It's either one or the other. Right. And it's so that's that's sort of a, a form of progression in the game. Is, yeah. is And a way to make it easier. Like once you learn the game and then you get upgrades, you can sort of mix up your play style and find a way that is works for you. Yeah. Um, in fact, did we? Could we talk a little bit about like what you're actually doing like during these boss fights and the running gun levels? Because yeah, go ahead. like when it starts, basically the goal is to uh, Cuphead or Mugman, respectively, have a, a gun. Or, I mean, not a gun. They shoot. <laughs> they shoot with. The, <laughs> yeah. They literally have their hands are in the gun finger. They do gun. finger guns, and then and they shoot little magic bursts like yeah. that looks like lasers out of their yeah. hands. Um, and you can hold down the fire button, and they'll just constantly fire weapons real quick. Yeah. Um, and uh, basically, when you start the match, you're shooting this boss character with your little, uh, you know, finger guns, and you have to keep shooting them until you make progress, and that's the whole game. And you get progress in that your progress is their forms. So mm -hmm. if you die during the level, um, you get a little screen that will pop up that has a quote from the boss, so it'll be like, uh, I'm the best, and and you suck. Come back and and and, and do better, you duck. Mm, yeah. Like they'll, they'll they'll like rhyme or something. Yeah, um, it's and, awesome. Another way that they convey character with these yeah. bosses. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then like they'll have a little bar that will have Cuphead or Mugman like walking along this bar, and they'll have little ticks on the bar that will show like you got past the first form. Uh, you know, and then they'll you you can see on there uh, that's kind of like their health bar. You don't ever get a health bar on screen, but that's like their their health bar representative by like uh, this tick is really really close to this tick, so you know that that is a really short form. Maybe mm -hmm. you're having trouble with uh, with that um, phase of the boss, but it's like it's only this short, so you only have to go a little bit further. And and during gameplay that translates to a change in the boss's animation and sometimes yeah. a change to the character design or the character you're fighting. So, you know, for example, one of the better known bosses of Cuphead that comes early on is a flower that you're fighting. Yeah. Uh, you're fighting a sunflower and uh, you're shooting him with your uh, finger gun and once you get you get enough shots in, the flower's health goes down enough and it will change its form from sort of a general flower to a little bit more aggressive. And then when its uh, character design form kind of changes, so does its attacks. So you have to mix up your game and you have to stay on your toes because it's not just gonna be the same two attacks coming at you for the entire fight. Now you have a new form of the character with two new attacks. So you know that you're making progress, but then the stakes get upped because it's a whole new way that you have to combat yeah. this character. And then the same thing for the third form, uh, usually, uh, there's sometimes there's four forms, but usually uh, there's a third one where uh, the character's design will change again, or the character you're fighting will change again, and then the attacks will change again, and usually the third form is the quickest and the most difficult, and uh, that's when you know you're close to the end, and uh, when you beat that form, words appear on the screen that says, Knockout! Yeah. A little announcer, like a 1930s announcer, comes on and says, It's a knockout! And you, I think you even hear a ding ding! Mm -hmm. uh, like a you know a, a boxing bell, and uh, that's how you know you won. And you get a nice little animation of the character you just fought dying, essentially. <laughs> yeah, they'll have like uh, you know like stars over their eyes or yeah. whatever, and then um, you'll see like Cuphead or Magvan like jumping up and down, and be like, "Yeah, I did it!" And mm -hmm. then uh, and then you get a you get a soul contract 
uh, it's it's dark. It's it's like as we said before, it's like deceptively dark because you're getting these souls for for these uh, beings that have now made a deal, that have in the past made a deal with the devil. And like at the time when you're playing through it, it's like not clear like whether or not you're going to like work with the devil or not mm-hmm. or what are you doing. It's like you're getting their soul contracts. Like that's kind of that's dark in the context yeah. of what you're essentially doing the devil's bidding in this game. Yeah. So it's it's that that's an edge or like an underlying thing that I don't think that I think is very 1930s. You, yeah. you wouldn't you might not see that as much in mainstream cartoon entertainment today, at least like with this kind of style. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, can I say real quick? Uh, we were talking about the finger guns. Um, I, it's it's there's so many design choices in this game that are really smart, and one of them is the sound that they do for the finger guns that you're firing. Um, it's this very subtle, like snappy, like clicky noises or noise, mm-hmm. and you're firing these guns really fast, so it comes out really fast. Um, and it's just enough of an audible. Uh, cue to let you know that you're firing, uh, but it's not like intrusive. Whereas if you play like Galaga, which um, Cuphead in a lot of ways reminded me of Gal- Galaga actually, but um, if you play Galaga, when you're firing the the uh, the little ship at the bottom of the screen, it's 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 a beat, loud beep. It's like a and it gets a little grating after a while. I mean, you get used to it. But it's definitely dated. But with Cuphead, it was really smart to have your primary attack be a more subtle audio cue because you don't get sick of it. In fact, you can like almost completely tune it out at one point. Um, so I, I really appreciated that 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 level of thought went into it, where it's it's not like a it's like a very very subtle. Thank you for spiking the mic. Uh, sorry, <laughs> doing that. I can see the the audio lines oh going God. way up. Uh, that's super. That's gonna be really loud. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I hope if anyone's listening to this, I hope you uh, weren't getting sleepy. Um, but yeah, and th- there's a lot of great, like uh, a big thing with this game is is conveyance because you're fighting bosses, right? So a boss fight is essentially just like waiting to see what the the boss is gonna do next. So they the game has to convey that to you. One of the ways they do it is with audio cues where. When a boss gets an attack ready, it's the same cue every time for one particular attack. So if you hear this noise, you know, oh, this attack is coming. And you can learn the patterns. Um, And it's so genius. It is so genius to do conveyance in, like, hand-drawn, super detailed and stylized 1930s animation for boss fights specifically. Yeah, because, like, it's... We can talk about difficulty later, but, like... Um, the thing about this that like people have like, arguments about about the difficulty is that it's like, well, you're getting better because you know you're just seeing the same animation over and over and over mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. Um, and eventually you'll make progress because you just your brain goes, I know this attack, and your muscles can dodge it, right, right, uh, or perform the action to dodge it, um, and uh, yeah, like that's that's like a lot of these games. That's like Super Meat Boy. That's uh, that's. Um, even to some extent, like uh, Dark Souls, that's games just memorizing patterns and being able to do the uh, do the actions to to dodge it. Same with like you know uh, uh, Misplosion Man, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or Explosion Man, or whatever. And, and in those games, the enemies you're fighting convey it to you with like their movements, like yeah. they convey what attack they're going to do. Yeah, um, not so much in Misplosion Man. They're not like it's like not like a, I mean, there are bosses in that and bosses in like. 
Super Meat Boy, but those are more platformers. Right. So it's like knowing that this buzzsaw is going to move at this point um, and knowing that like the movement is so precise that I know that I can control myself in this way to dodge this buzzsaw. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this, it's it's like the same sort of thing. Like the movement is is uh, so precise where it's like, I know that I can dodge this flame that this enemy's shooting out by uh, by just jumping and turning this control stick slightly to the left or slightly to the right. Right, whatever. Right. So, um, so it works well. Yeah. And it's, it's like, uh, as a player, when you're trying to control... Cuphead, it, it really, like you said, it's like muscle memory. It's, it's just like you learn the patterns because the animations are so detailed. Uh, in these games, when you're looking for conveyance, it's like it's so clear. And it's it's clear even in subtle details where like the direction a character's eyes are moving can convey what attack they're going to do. Um, so it's, it's very easy to use the precise controls uh, to your advantage once you know the game a little bit better. Yeah. What did you, uh, you were talking about sound. What did you think about, and I think we alluded to it, what do you think about the music? Oh my God, it's so good. It's so good. Like, it's this game, it's it's almost, like I said, it's it's like pointless to talk about because the the fucking animation's amazing, the music's amazing, and the game the gameplay is easy to learn, difficult to master, fun. Like, it's, I, I there's, I, I don't have anything to say about the music other than it's amazing. Yeah, what's your what's your favorite song? Oh my god, Floral Fury is so good. <laughs> like that's 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 the one that I've been listening to all week. Yeah.
favorite? I don't know. I think I think mine would probably have to be uh, the Mr. King Dice theme. So when you go, you're going along on these different islands, uh, and they each have certain bosses, and you have to collect their contracts. And then once you um, beat them and get their contracts, uh, you can go to this house. It's the Dice House. You can go to it beforehand, and when you get inside, the the song that plays is a. Um, uh, I mean. I guess it's a ballad. But I, I get. I don't know music. I mean, that I, well, I, I but. mean, uh, but it, it, but it's it's the 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 singer who I wrote down because I wanted to give her a shout out um, uh, is singing about uh, what you needed, like what you're trying to do. It's a lot of Bridgewater, um, and she uh, sings as uh, Mr. King Dice uh, and sings a song about hey go get me these contracts otherwise uh like you can't pass and maybe i'll put it on in the background i don't know <laughs> since i'm already doing a bit of editing work i'm mr king dice i'm the gamest in the land i never play nice i'm the devil's right hand man i can't let you pass cause you ain't done everything Bring me those contracts, come on, bring them to the king. If you haven't finished your plans, haven't worked assiduously, no, I cannot let you pass. Don't you mess with me. Don't mess with King Dice. Don't mess with me. Don't mess with King Dice. Mr. King dies, he just what I say. The devil has his price, and I'll make sure you pay. I don't have time to mess around, and I hope you will agree. Bring me those contracts pronto. Don't you mess with me. Don't mess with King dies. Don't mess with me. But it's uh, it is one of the the cleverest, best ways that I think anybody has ever conveyed a uh, uh, conveyed what you need to do because it's just the the entirety of, of the plot of of going through these levels just in this two minute song mm-hmm. sung by an absolutely incredible uh, singer. Absolutely. Um, uh, I I. I listen to that just on repeat, like over and over and over again. Um, so, the Mr. King Dice song, man. The only the only reason I haven't listened to that one as much is because I want to beat the game first. Because I'm not sure if that song will come back into play. Oh, okay. I'll just spoil it. It doesn't. It's sure. a, it's the you. I think you get a uh, you get the um, the instrumental, which will play mm. after you. Uh, go through the 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 uh, song with lyrics. Uh, it'll play that I think during uh, the cutscene before uh, Battle and King Dice. Oh, okay. So um, it's 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 so. 
fucking good. Um, <laughs> it, it sounds I'm like I have to put it in here. So it's it's so catchy. I mean, I'd, I'd say that's probably the most famous song from the game, right? I would still say it's probably Floral Fury. That uh, people think Floral Fury is the Cuphead theme. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. Mm-hmm. But it, it's it. I I also love. There's a song. Uh, that plays on the third island just when you're on the overworld mm. and the third island is like a uh, is like an, an, a city mm-hmm. so it's like bam, 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 bam. Yeah. it's like a jazzy like ooh we're in a we're in a pickle we're in a we're in a, a divey town yeah you gotta yeah. get out of here it, it does it sounds like a 30s like city yeah. uh, jazz it's theme. it's so fucking good all the music in this game is so fucking good yeah. they they have a full band. And I, we were talking about earlier. Well, Ryan, do, do, Zelda, uh, Zelda Skyward Sword has a full orchestra too. I know, but this was an independent game, and Zelda Skyward Sword has Nintendo behind it. This had a guy. This was actually a few people. Well, the, the composer you know I mean. was uh, like a guy that they knew, like their friend. Actually, I think the composer grew up down the street from the two nice. brothers, and they're like, "Hey, wow. do you want to do you want to do the music for this thing we're working uh, on?" I've seen behind the scenes of the music making, and it's it, like a full studio. It's, it's a like, full band. It's yeah. legit, yeah, and it shows. It's amazing, and that I don't remember if they played this at the Game Awards, but they should have because Game Awards always does like a a musical showcase, and mm-hmm. it's like if you didn't play like. Floral Fury in the middle of that. Wow. Yeah. Fuck it up. No, that... Well, and Floral Fury, I think, is a good embodiment of Cuphead as a whole because, like, the song itself is very chaotic but precise, which is exactly, like, what the gameplay is like. It's very chaotic. There's a bunch of shit on the screen that you have to deal with, and you have to be really precise and watch it all perfectly. So it's... Floral Fury, I think, is, uh, like, in, in its DNA, very Cuphead. Yeah. But there's lots of good songs. Like, the song that plays when you fight the Ghost Train boss is awesome. The song yeah. that plays when you fight the uh, robot boss is awesome. So... Yeah. Um, uh, and then, I guess you had said, like, it's very precise. Uh, uh, I wanted to jump off and be like, okay, this game is really hard. It uh, It's... A game that also has an easy mode, mm-hmm. but I, I remember texting you this. You were like, "Oh, like, is there an easier mode?" And I was like, "Uh, there is. You cannot fight the final bosses if you've played this on easy mode. It just says, "Nope, sorry. Mm-hmm. Too bad. Go back and fight them and beat them on regular mode, you baby." Yeah, it, it doesn't pull any punches with its yeah. difficulty. Um, and I mean, there's this uh, Elden Ring just came out, uh, <laughs> and there's this. There's always a debate whenever Souls games come out of like, hey, should these games have an easy mode? And like, uh, what is like easy mode? What, what, what do these mean as like an easy mode? Because like in this game, I think the easy mode is actually really nice. It like makes the attacks a little bit slower. Uh, it gets rid of phases, hmm. um, uh, so like it just makes the game a little bit easier, and you can be like, "Hey, like I, you could uh, like the fact that it just says too bad, go back and rebeat it, especially because like you don't get to fight King Dice or the Devil if you beat it on uh, if you beat the previous bosses on simple mode. I think is to me, and I want to get your opinion. Uh, I think that's kind of unfair because you already designed. Uh, an easier mode uh, why not just have an easier mode for these final two bosses like you don't it, 
you're already going to admit taking the time to make this easy mode. Just do it for these. And, like, maybe the argument could be, like, well, you haven't, like, quote, earned it. But I'm like, that's dumb. Like, I it, I know people who are not skilled enough. Like, you know, there's uh, the, uh, the, like, talk with, like, the Souls games is, like, well, it's, like, a easy mode is an accessibility thing. Um, and it can be that for, like, people who are, like, you know, maybe uh, are disabled who literally, like, somebody might not have an arm, so how are they supposed to be, you know, sure. be skilled enough to beat this game? But, like, uh, uh, um, like people have shown that they have done that, especially with, like, with people beating, like, games with, like, their feet and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's way to, ways to do that. Like, people have figured it out. But, like, they've already made it, so, like, why not just make it so that you can beat it on an easier mode for these? Because, I, I don't know, I, I felt like it was kind of a missed opportunity and kind of unfair, but what did you think? I, I see what you're saying of, like, uh, the, the person has put in the time to play the game, why not just let them have a shot at beating the game? Um, but I, I, you know, I think that's valid. Like, I, I don't disagree with that, but I think I don't fault the game for not letting you do it, uh, for not letting you do an easy mode for the final boss, because I, in a way I look at it, I guess, as, like, uh, like a more artistic choice, if that makes sense. Like uh, I guess I, I think the game designers wanted it to be hard. They wanted it to be harder. I, I would compare it to, you know, if you have an R-rated movie and it has some really horrific scenes, maybe not everyone can get through it for one reason or another. But I, I don't think there needs to be an edit of the movie where uh, you cut down on the horrific scenes so that people can finish watching it. You know what I mean? I, I think. That's an artistic decision, and I, I in a way, I, I, I think it's fine. Like, in fact, I kind of respect the, the gall to do that. To be like, we, this is our game. We made it the way we wanted to make it, and we decided that you have to fight this final boss after you beat the other ones on regular difficulty. Um, so I, I see what you're saying about accessibility, and that's certainly a, a, a bigger conversation for sure. And I, yeah. I think that's a very valid point. Um, but I, I, I don't. I, I would say it's not a knock against the game for me. Um, I think, like just what I said with it, with an R-rated movie, it's just some things. Do you at some point an artist has to make a decision? I suppose. Yeah, I, I would say that on. Normally, I do agree with that with like Souls games because I'm like, well, eh. but like as time has gone on, I've been like, well, I don't think it would take anything away because you're not getting rid of the regular mode Mm -hmm. so the reason why i think that 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 it's a bit of a misstep for me because it's like you like even if it was like you get a quote worse ending unquote like maybe you beat the game and then the devil's like i'm still there like whatever um that's at least something to be like i can work up to playing on regular mode right like i can i can try like i beat it on easy let me try it try it on hard on regular or whatever I, for me, I just think it's like, well, you almost got there, but you didn't quite finish it. Is there an argument to be made that um, the final boss of the game, King Dyson and the Devil, uh, is is it because you, you can get there by doing the easy mode, by playing yeah. the bosses on easy mode, but you can't do the actual fight unless you 
beat the all the bosses on hard mode uh, or on normal mode. Um, so could you make the argument that if you beat all the bosses on easy mode, that is like a run through of the game. And now if you're able to do that, you can go back to the beginning and start to beat them on hard mode. Mm. Like, could you make an argument that not being able to do the final boss is the the quote-unquote bad ending? I don't know, because I guess then you're getting into what are, like... Uh, we haven't played, like, a visual novel here, but then there's, like, there's visual novels that have, like, true endings. Right. Of, like, well, you, you know, you didn't, you didn't pick the correct dialogue options to get the true endings. Um, so, um, I don't know. I guess... Uh, what is an ending to a video game? That right, I guess right. is what we're, uh, you could get into the conversation because it's like I did not beat this game. I'll just uh, and you didn't either. Mm -hmm. Like and we set out with like the goal of like we're gonna try to, but we're not gonna. If we can't beat it, we're not gonna like push ourselves mm -hmm. to try. It's a, to, it's a hard game. Yeah, um, uh, and like I could never pick this game up ever again, and this could be my ending. Sure. Like the devil wins, mm. right? And I like I like that, but at the same time, I'm also like, I would like for, I don't know, my like say my grandma was like, I want to play Cuphead. <laughs> it's like, I don't know that she has the skills to beat it like physically. I, I think you, you know? can you can make that argument for a lot of the games though. I, I sure. Think, does your grandma have the skills to beat Super Smash Brothers Brawl Subspace Emissary physically? I don't know. It, it, so like, does. I don't know. I, I think it it's such a... It, it's, it's, like, different for every game. And yeah, every I'm not person. saying you're wrong. This is yeah. why I wanted to bring it up. No, for sure. I think it's definitely a conversation. Um, I, and again, like what you were saying earlier of, like, uh, well, if I just choose not to beat the game, then that's my ending for the game. I think, again, I, you could make that, like, we played through Bioshock 2 in the last episode. If I just stopped in the middle, that's my ending for the game. Yeah. You know, by, by that same... Uh, kind of coin so uh, I, I think it's the I, I, I would say you bring up an interesting point but I think the very nature of making something means that you have to make a decision at some point and sometimes decisions don't always align with with every single person or every single skill set in, in in the audience that you're that's going to interact with your your material yeah I, I, I just thought it was interesting yeah. for me personally it's you kind of, you were almost there. What? Why do you think they would make that decision to say if you don't beat the game on regular, you can't fight the final boss? Like what? From a game design perspective, I don't know. I think it's more of uh, it's it, it does go back to like these games are homage. This game is almost like an homage to old school games and films in general so I just felt it was more of a decision based on that of like mm. well you know Mario is hard and they don't give you a a, a difficulty on that so mm. like just beat it on the regular one so um but I don't know I, I think that there's a, for me personally there's a like um you uh, there's a Mario was made at one point right there could be an easy mode there could be like hard mode or there there weren't always ways to do easy modes and hard modes and whatever mm -hmm. and now it's like we're this was made in 2017 you could have easily made you could and again this is why i say it it's like you were 
almost there. It just I, and I maybe it was a programming thing. Maybe they were like, well, we can't program King Dyson the Devil to like get rid of these forms. I don't know. Um, but to me, it it feels more of like a thing of like, well, this is like a like a. I don't want to say it's like, uh, what's the word? Uh, like, uh, like a, a, like a, a show, a show, mm, what, like a showman, show offy like type thing of like, well, I've beaten Cuphead. Oh, you know? you're saying they they want to be able to, like the game designers put that in to be able to, like like there's like an honor or a prestige kind of to it. Yeah, of I mean, like doing it the, this the. The hard way. Yeah, I, I don't know. Because um, there's definitely some games that feel like they have that to them. Like, mm-hmm. The Binding of Isaac is one of those that feels like... They literally have achievements that are like, don't ever get hit and beat the game. Right, yeah. And like, like that, this game has stuff, even like with the rankings that you get at every, after every level. It's like, never get hit, never, you know... Uh, do a certain amount of uh, parry moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, do like uh, a certain amount of super super moves. Um, you know, and they 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 give you a ranking based on that. Um, and I'm like, okay, like does uh, like is that is that the canon? Like whatever, because then you're talking about like canon is like Cuphead's like skills of being like the best being. Uh, uh, you know, and then like the, is the two player mode the quote canon like thing mm. like the S rank two player mode? I don't know. I, I just thought I, I thought it's like an interesting debate that people have uh, have made about this game and and games that have come out more recently. It's like it's like yeah. a thing to be to be like I've beaten Dark Souls, I've beaten Demon Souls, I've beaten Cuphead, I've beaten Super Meat Boy. Right, you know? it's like bragging so, rights. Yeah. yeah. Well, why did I? Because I had I didn't even think about that before you mentioned. It. I listen to a lot of podcasts, dude. This is what's <laughs> being talked about, like whenever a game like this comes out. Well, how would you feel if they didn't have an easy mode at all? I I don't know, like, cause I for me, I I don't care either way. I usually play on whatever difficulty mode the devs had said to play on. You're like, saying as a player yes. playing the game, you don't care about doing it yeah. easy. Okay. For instance. Uh, um, uh, heroic in Halo. Mm-hmm. The devs of at least the Bungie ones, you know, one through Reach, have said like, heroic is the way that like we want you to play. The like because it is like where we programmed like the enemies and your gun to be like at the most ideal level. Mm-hmm. Like when we programmed it, we had heroic difficulty in mind right so i am like well i'm going to play it on heroic because you said we designed it with heroic in mind Mm -hmm. if they said we designed it with legendary in mind i would say i'm going to do that i would say fuck you (laughs) because legendary is hard but you know that's i i'm of the mindset of like you program the game in a certain way i'm going to play it in a certain way so in this case i was like i am going to play it on regular mode I'm not even going to go to simple because you know they had in mind regular because that's the two bosses at the end in my mind the way I am interpreting the game and I don't know because we're not talking uh, to the devs Mm -hmm. um, 
that was me as a player interpreting how they wanted me to play the game. Sure. Um, and uh, I, like with Dark Souls and all those, I'm I'm of the mindset of like it would be nice if they put in a easier mode. I don't think it takes anything away. Sure. I, I, I think like, and as I go along more and more throughout my life, I'm like, it would be nice if people did this just to be more inclusive. I don't think that it's necessary. Like, I'm not like, you know, this needs to be in the game, but like, I'm, I'm like, yeah, like if you got the resources, Sony with The Last of Us 2 put in like colorblind modes and stuff because they're like, we want everybody to play it and they yeah, got totally. a billion goddamn dollars, so mm -hmm. why don't they do it? So I'm like, you know, from soft with Dark this is not a Dark Souls discussion, but from soft, <laughs> from soft with like Dark Souls, it's like, they've made a lot of money. I mean, maybe, you know, eventually it would be nice if they put in a game mode that had easier mode, but then you could make the argument of like, was well, co-op their easier mode? But then it's like, well, co-op, you have to have an online connection to do. And in this, it's like, well, you have to have another controller. And that's right. another, that's, uh, co there's co-op in this. Is that easier? Is that more difficult? You have to have another controller to, the, to do this. See, I mean, this you know. this kind of conversation, I think, is so, like, case by case. That's, that's why I'm like, I just was curious about it. No, for sure. Yeah, that's, that's a very interesting, because you do want... You know, like like you said, you don't you don't want anyone to feel like they can't play this game. Yeah. You know, um, and I, I would be curious to know why the designers made that choice. Yeah, yeah. I I, I mean, for it, it seems to it, it the impression I got thinking back on it was that regular mode. It's called regular mode. Yeah. So I, that what I what I got was like that's the way that it was intended to be played. But if you play regular and you say this is too hard. Then you can go to simple. That, yeah. that that the impression I got was not like here's the compromise. Here's it was just like if you want to like actually see the game, you can do simple mode and this. But uh, but that's why I say it's kind of unfair at the end to be like I was having really hard time with you know for sure. instance I, I had a a real hard time with like the robot boss and like the mouse boss sure. and I was like. I wish I could go to simple, but I know that I'm not going to be able to fight the last bosses. Sure. And that sucks. Sure. So it's definitely I just have to get over the hump. I think it comes down to why they're, for, for any of these games, and you know, like we said, it's case by case, but I, I, would, I would look at maybe why they're putting in the difficulty, or why they're not putting in a difficulty change. If they're not putting in a difficulty change because they're like, this is the game we made, and we want it to be this particular way, we can't compromise our vision... That's understandable, but yeah, if, if it's like something like uh, we're not putting it in easy mode because uh, you're the baby, <laughs> yeah, because it's like because we don't want babies playing our yeah, kids, and like then, it, the, then it maybe is a little less in Wolfenstein when you play like the 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 uh, um, the easy mode. It literally has like the protagonist uh, in a bib and with a pacifier, <laughs> like in in the difficulty select screen, and it's like. That's funny. Really? That's and then they're making yeah. It's, yeah, it's like you don't need to make fun of me. I mean, yeah, eh, come on. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a bigger conversation that I don't think the Cuphead game designers. I'm I don't know, but yeah, if I had I, to guess, they probably weren't think they were thinking we were. Uh, like I watched a ton of interviews with with the design team and the family, and they said they want to make we made a game that we wanted to play. 
So they're making a game to their skill level, I guess. You know, like they yeah. they grew up playing Contra and stuff, so I guess they thought it no, was not everything has to be for everyone. I'm not like a guy who's like everything has to be for everyone. You have to come. It's like you're gonna make ga- like people are gonna make games like I don't know. You you like Donkey Kong Country, and I'm like mm-hmm. I don't fucking like this game. Right. Yeah. So I I think uh, the difficulty throughout the game, like not not so much the different um, regular or simple. But the way the difficulty is ramped up, like level by level, is is subtle. But uh, I did feel like the game was helping me get better at it. The more, the further that I played it. Yeah, I I, don't, I, I wouldn't necessarily make that argument because it's like I'm not getting any. I'm getting upgrades, but it's not like I'm progressing on a tree. It's just like I have to get better at memorizing these patterns. And because every boss is unique, it just feels like another hurdle. That was like my thing. Like I was trying to beat the game last night, um, so like I, <laughs> I think it was like I, I just kept trying like every single night. I would be like, okay, I'm gonna try a few bosses here, a few bosses there. Um, I get, I almost beat all the run and gun levels, but I gave up on like the mountain top one because some I was, of like, those fucking run and gun levels are so. I didn't have a problem with many of them except for the the one that's like on the mountain top where uh, I just went, you know. I, I have to beat this by whenever we record and uh, or like make an attempt to beat it and I just want to get to the other bosses I'm not going to spend more time on this and uh, and I gave up on, on that one and then on the um, uh, like the boss that I, I beat King Dice but I gave up on the devil last night I'd just beaten King Dice and I was like that felt like a gauntlet because <laughs> if you don't know King Dice is a boss fight where it's uh, it's nine different bosses that you uh, that are available to fight, and you mm-hmm. spin a dice and move on a board that King Dice has, uh, and then uh, as you move along, it'll be like one, two, three, and then there are like different sp- free spaces, and some of them have hearts and whatnot mm-hmm. that will uh, um, the free spaces don't have you fight a boss. The numbers will be a boss every time you land on like one it's a bunch of uh drinks like alcoholic drinks two is uh chips and like a, a for a casino three is is um uh, a cigar mm-hmm. uh, and they're the same every time you're not going to land on one and then fight the cigar you're whenever you land on three it will always be the cigar yeah so you're going through rolling the dice of yeah roll the dice it lands on one you're fighting one roll the dice it could land on two it could land on yeah. three but it could also go to the next tier, which is four, five, and six. Yeah. And then there's the third tier, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. So you just have to get from one side of the board to the other, and you might have to fight all the bosses. You might only have to fight three of them. Yeah. You know, like it's it's a it's a gamble. Yeah. To play the and, theme and, of the game, and it's also not really a gamble because the dice moves slow enough that you can hit it mm-hmm. uh, to land on a certain space that you want to hit. So again, going with the theme of like a casino being like. Well, you're playing, like, the house is playing, like, you to try to make it so that, like, they win all their money, but then there are some people who have gone in casinos, like, counting cards, mm-hmm. and then they've played the system. Right. Because, po- uh, uh, not poker, uh, Texas Black- Blackjack, Blackjack yeah. is a game that is, uh, that is winnable if you're counting cards. Right. Winnable in quotes being that, like, you're winning the pot at the end. Yeah, the you, you can make your money back. Yeah. You, you cannot lose um, money on it if you know how to so cut cards. It's so the same can, thing here, where if, yeah. you, if you're skilled enough to hit the dice, you can move uh, to the most ideal path 
for yourself being like, I know how to fight these bosses. I don't know how to fight these bosses. I'm going to land on these spaces uh, to fight these ones and not fight these ones. And then eventually you get to the end. Uh, there's like one space before uh, the very end that says start over. So it just yeah. knocks you down back to the very it's beginning. brutal. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, uh, but the final one is you fight King Dice. Uh, and uh, he only has one phase, but it's, it's, it's uh, uh, bouncing off of cards. Uh, and if you're not good at it, then you're really going to have trouble. Uh, especially if you've lost a bunch of health, um, and it's just a gauntlet, so you've been working really, really hard to, to beat that, and then to get to it and then die, which happened to me the first time, I was like, <laughs> fuck, um, I can't do this. Yeah, uh, and eventually, I, I remember texting and being like, I'm giving myself till 10.30 to beat him, yeah. and if I can't beat him, I'm giving up. Uh, no. And I beat him at like 10. I Dude, was like, I did it. Cuphead is a game where you either say fuck, or you say yes. Yeah. It's no in between. You're yeah. either fuck, I died, or yes, I got him. Yeah, and I beat, uh, I beat, uh, I beat King Dice, and then got to the Devil, uh, and I never got past uh, the first form of the Devil, which where he's just firing a bunch of projectiles, and it's very precise. Uh, I well, I got past the first uh, form of the Devil. I never got into the hole because when you get to the second form of the Devil, he produces a hole. He turns into a skeleton, uh, uh -huh. jumps into the hole. Um, and uh, as he's jumping into the hole, he can still hurt you, so I would always have one health left. Uh, <laughs> and then he would jump down to the hole and I would die. I didn't even see the next phase. I did, because I looked up online. But uh, I would get to that phase and just instantly die and be like, I don't have time for this. I want to go play something else. I'm, you know, I'm usually fairly patient um, with games, but that was where I was like, okay, this is stressing me out. Um, uh, and I couldn't do it. Like, I'm I'm a completionist. I can beat games. I'm I'm usually fairly patient because I can take breaks. I can go and be like, hey, I'm going to go take a water break. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do that. I'd work the next day. So I'm like, I have to beat this and then go to bed at a good time. Uh, <laughs> and I have to beat it by the recording day. Right. So I'm just, I'm giving up. Like I'm not, I'm, uh, I will beat Cuphead and I will probably stay on the podcast when I've beaten Cuphead. Same. But just, it's, it's it's a card game. I'm playing Elden Ring at the same time. That's also a very hard game. I've beaten Demon Souls. I've beaten Sekiro. Uh, I've beaten Bloodborne. I'm good at games. I I'm will beat Cuphead. Okay. It's just it's this is a game where it's like take breaks, go at your own pace. Don't yeah. try to beat it within a time limit. Well, it's it's a uh, yeah. It's 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 definitely it's not a relaxing. It's very different from Flower. It's weird because it's a game that I would say kids would love. Kids do love Cuphead. Do they? Yes. I don't have any kids. There's a shit ton of uh, Cuphead merch. Um, but are those for adults or are those for kids? No, I, I, I've seen kids wearing... My, my work, I walk by a, a, essentially a kindergarten every day. I've seen kids with Cuphead backpacks. Nice. Uh, but are those adults? But I'm curious. Again, I, we don't have kids. I don't know. I'll shake a kid and ask him the next yeah. time I see him. Uh, but no, dude, it's interesting. Cuphead is not, like I said earlier, it reminds me of Galaga. Like, it's not a game where you can sort of tune out. I mean, maybe some people can, but I couldn't. Because uh, yeah. if, if you're not paying attention, you will die, and you will have to start over. Um, so, like, it, it's like Galaga in that you all you basically, anytime you're fighting a boss, you just need to hold down the fire button. You need to be firing at all times, more yeah. or less. That's, that's how I was playing. So you're keeping track of holding down the button, 
You're keeping track of moving your character around so they don't get hit, so you don't lose a life or die. And then you're keeping track of what the boss is doing. So your attention is always like divided between different areas of the screen uh, in the same way that Galaga is. And I, it really harkens back to that. Because in Galaga, you have to look at the bottom of the screen and you have to look at the top of the screen. And everything in between, you, you have to like jump back and forth. You yeah. have to top, middle, bottom, top, middle. Where am I at? Where are they at? What am I shooting? Who did I shoot? Um, so it's very... It's the purest form of game. Yeah, totally. In fact, like it reminded me of Smash Bros. too, because you're you're platforming. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! It did. It Everything did. goes back to Smash Bros. for you. No, it's it's you're jumping around platforming, and I actually I play Super Smash Bros. Ultimate a lot, and in that game, your I I am rolling using the the right and left triggers to shield and roll out of the way. And when I was playing Cuphead, my muscle memory, I was I found myself trying to shield and shield dodge. <laughs> and it, it took me to like the second world to put get... on the fucking me costume all the time to play as cut the cuphead. I actually don't think I have the cuphead me costume in Smash. Does it have the music? It has Floral Fury. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't the King Dice theme doesn't. Because I know uh the uh Sans costume has Megalovania, mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. which is like Sans big theme. Interesting, they're both Floral Fury and Megalovania come as songs in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, and neither of those songs have vocals. And I wonder if they chose those songs in particular because they're popular, and if they would have chosen a song with vocals, maybe they would have to pay the vocalist royalties or something. I don't know. So it's like cheaper to choose I don't the thing. Let's 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 talk about that. What do you think of the yeah. Smash? Bros. <laughs> um, but yeah, we so can talk about Smash Ultimate when you pick Smash Ultimate. I almost picked Smash Ultimate. Uh, oh God. But uh, um, yeah, so like Cuphead, the gameplay is really like it divides your brain and it demands your attention because you have to know what's going on. And that's why the, the animation is, is a great choice, because you want to watch the boss, because they're well-animated, good character designs. And it's 2D animation, like, it's not... It doesn't look like any other game that came before. I mean, it, it does to an extent, but it's it's very well-executed visuals, so it's good to look at. Um, so it's it's just, like, this very engaging experience. Yeah. And, and then when you make progress, you get to see a new uh, turn on the boss... So it, it keeps you very enthralled. Yeah. Um, and to that extent, uh, this uh, you were talking about popularity. Uh, this game had a TV show. Mm -hmm. One of the few video games to have a TV show based on it. Uh, Netflix uh, got it. I think, did it come out this year or last year? I think it was this year. I think it was 2022. Okay. Because I, I watched a few episodes of it. And did mm -hmm. you get a chance to watch any episodes? I did. I watched... Um, I watched like the first five. The most recent episode I saw was the one with the Frog Brothers. Okay. Because I think that's not... I, I was like, I want to watch the show. And I want to get to the point where they have Wayne Brady. I know! So, uh, the... the uh, Wayne Brady plays King Dice in the show. It's perfect. He's uh, so fucking talented. The... Uh, um, so, for anyone who doesn't know, Ryan fucking adores Whose Line Is Anyway. Well, I do too. I was gonna say, you do too, yeah. Uh, yeah, we both love Whose Line, but like... No, this is not a Whose Line podcast. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, Wayne I mean, Brady... I mean, that's your fucking channel on YouTube, Nice Pants. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's named after a Whose Line joke. Yeah, it's an homage to a Whose Line joke, yeah. yeah. Look up Whose Line, Nice Pants, that's the name, how I got the name of my YouTube channel. That's so good. Colin Mockery <laughs> is a treasure. A human being uh, and a fucking comedian. I, I would love to play Cuphead with Colin Mockery. Yeah. Um, but the, the Cuphead TV show, uh, it's kind of weird, because it's like, it's it was like picked up like almost immediately as was a TV it? show, which happens like 
fairly often, I think now, just because it's like, this thing is popular and our corporate mind says we should just pick it up because it's making money. Mm -hmm. Um, But this, it just translates instantly to a a show like that. Well, the the style of the game is based on old cartoons. Yeah. You know, so that's, it's just this, you already have the framework for uh, the design elements of a TV show, of a cartoon right yeah. there. The the show itself is, uh, it's not done um, in the same style as the video game, so it's not like 24 frames per second hand-drawn animation, it's digitally. So they are drawing some of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the backgrounds are all hand-drawn. All the backgrounds are beautiful. The show looks um, good. Yeah. Uh, but the the um, the animation is, uh, is still drawn, but it's drawn digitally. Uh, and then reuses some of the animations, like you know, uh, uh, like you had talked about with like walk cycles and whatever. Right. Yeah. And in character models too. Like, yeah. Obviously. Um, I know the show is is an interesting mixed bag for me. I did not love it. Really. Um, yeah. I, I the animation I loved, the music I loved, um, certain like the characters were likable. Um, when I say I, I didn't love it, I just mean. Well, first, I only watched the first four, maybe five episodes, so it's not fair to say the show is this or that because I haven't seen the whole show. Um, but what, what struck me the most, like, as far as um, being less than what I expected, is uh, it's, it's just kind of a light fare. You know, I, it, it's interesting because the, the Cuphead game, the story is, like, the, the lightest thing in it. The, yeah. The, the appeal of the game is the art style, the music, and the gameplay. And when you adapt Cuphead the game into Cuphead the show, you can't use the art style. You can use, or excuse me, you can't use the gameplay. You can use the art style and the music, but not it, it's not as impressive in a TV show as it is in a video game, in my opinion. Like, it's, it's something yeah. gets lost in translation. It's there. definitely a show that's like, Okay, I can see this being a Nickelodeon, but not in like a way of like, oh, it's 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 like uh, SpongeBob, which I know SpongeBob is like you know, old hat at this point. But back in the day, uh, when we were kids, uh, SpongeBob was like, whoa, like this is like a pr- like premier kids television. Yeah. Um and uh, and um, it doesn't feel as much like a premier. Uh, kids TV show as it's I think it's trying to emulate. Yeah, it's still yeah. I really liked it. It's good. It's don't get I, me wrong. It's good. I I would like I was laughing a bunch. I was like, oh my god! Like I love these designs. I they they're using the rubber hood style of just like super exaggerated uh, animation and forms mm-hmm. that I was like, this is awesome. But I'm also like I I adore this style of cartoon and just. Like I miss this kind of cartoon. Um, there, the now it's like, you know, th- th- there is stuff like Teen Titans Go where they they try to do homages every so often, but it's just it doesn't quite hit mm-hmm. in the same way. Uh, the Loud House is another one that's like it is like it's good, but it's like it's not. It it doesn't hit like in the weird like Red and Stimpy type era that I mm. that I kind of adore, and this is like. It's trying. It doesn't quite get to Ren and Stimpy yeah, levels, uh-huh. but it's like it's just it's it's doing enough where I was like, this is fun and stupid. Like I I liked there. I think you did. You watch the episode where they uh, 
um, where Mugman loses his handle. Yeah, that was the best one I saw. Yeah, I, I, like the it's 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 stupid because it's like, why would he lose his handle? <laughs> like, and it's just it's uh, uh, it's it's funny and dumb and like people are like freaking out and like I love the the voice acting is not like anything that I've really heard before. I mean, the the uh, the vo- uh, the voice actor for Elder Kettle. Uh, who's the like uh, patriarch of like the the two boys, a cup and a mug man? Uh, it's is uh, it's like pretty plain, um, but like the two actors I wrote them down: True Valentino and Frank Todero uh, are playing cup and a mug man respectively, and they are just fucking fantastic. Yeah. Like I have never heard like either of uh, of them and and much else. I think like True is like a is also like a uh, a new, new-ish voice actor, and I'm like, Jesus, this guy, I, I want to hear this dude in more stuff, because he, he has, like, a, a wacky, and I've never, like, it's great. Wait, sorry, is True Cuphead or Mugman? He's, uh, he's, uh, Cuphead. Okay, yeah, no, yeah. I definitely, like, when I, it's weird because when you play Cuphead the game, Cuphead doesn't talk, so you get this sort of attachment to the character independent of a voice, um, so I, w- I will say initially I was like I wouldn't have picked this voice for Cuphead I'm not sure but the the more I watched it I was like this is perfect like, yeah this 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 is exactly the kind of character that I, I imagined in my head yeah with I don't this think voice. I, I wrote down who's playing like the devil uh, I wrote down like who's playing other cattle cattle I mean none of these I don't think any of these you recognize except for two uh, and it's Joe Hannah as Elder Kettle and then I I don't know why I wrote this down. Luke Millington as Drake. I don't know who the fuck Drake is. Who's Drake? Yeah, I don't remember. I don't know why I wrote that down. <laughs> uh, but it's it's. Uh, I don't know what name Great Delilah is going by. Is she going? Oh, by Drake she's Gray Griffin. Griffin. But yes, she's in the show. Is she married? Is that why she changed her name? It, it was a marriage last name thing. I don't know the details, but I, I think I it was a married and then not I mean, married. Gray Griffin. I, I don't want to yeah, get Gray Griffin out of, out of respect. Yes, she's a very talented voice uh, actress. But she's, she appears in there uh, a few times as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's And Wayne Brady, and that's about it. For, I think like, recognizable is, names. Is a Clancy Brown the voice of pork rind? I do not think so. Okay. It no. sounded like Clancy Brown, it's but not, I couldn't tell. Because okay. uh, I, I would have made note of that. <laughs> that's Clancy um, uh, um But it's... And I think Wayne Brady only... King Dice only appears in one episode, so they were like, here's our big budget, Wayne Brady. Like we got, <laughs> And like of course, like you look online... And it's and it's like his clip of the opening of him coming out on stage is like all over. like I'd seen that clip because it's like well it's Wayne Brady like we're yeah gonna, we're gonna show off Wayne Brady and he's only in one episode and it's like ah well and he's he's King Dice I would say King Dice is uh is, is I think I think more people would recognize King Dice from Cuphead than they would the design of the devil character from yeah. Cuphead he's he's a very because he's he's like the the right hand man of the devil. He's you see him in the game more. He's the, than he's the, devil he's at the, the three game. dice houses and then at the end. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's like all over the game. Mm-hmm. He's at the beginning and a bunch of cutscenes. And he's a more unique design than yeah. their devil design. Yeah, uh, that was one thing. Like um, when I heard Cuphead the show, I thought I was getting more of I was going to get more of an adventure show. And the first episode of the Cuphead show is the plot of the game where Cuphead loses his soul to the devil, um, and at the end of the episode they end up not having to do the devil's bidding or whatever, but they sort of set it up that the devil's like, I'm going to watch those two mugs or whatever. Yeah, it's more of like the opening of like Spongebob. Like yeah, the sure. first episode of Spongebob where he he gets employed at the Krusty Krab and then it's like from there they expand it 
like outward. Um, this is like the, you know, Cuphead loses soul and then uh, the devil wants to go after him and then that's the plot of, like, yeah, the underlying plot of the show. I, I wish it was more like, just like episode arcs of maybe not arcs but serialized episodes of, of Cuphead and Mugman just trying to get the soul contracts from these the boss characters. I don't think that would be as interesting. Like you said, you sure. watched the the frog episode um, with the uh, with those two guys. I thought that was really fun because the the two frogs are like Italian stereotypes. They're like we love a ma. Yeah, it's when they're yeah. like fighting each other and they're like bo- like they they have boxing gloves in the game. They're two frogs wearing boxing gloves in suits on a on a casino like steamship, mm-hmm. um, and uh, in the game they look like that because. Uh, the joke is that they're like flies and bugs and other stuff like in their casino and they're running it almost like oh we're gonna like take advantage of these flies and eat them mm-hmm. um, uh, and then they have boxing gloves and because they're fighters yeah. whatever it's just a design um, but in the show they're just like the, I think Cobain and Mugman are like why are you wearing boxing gloves? They're like, because we used to fight. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, there you go. It's like, cute. Um, and I didn't need, like, a, well, they have to go after the souls, because I think that that would have been, like, kind of boring, because, like, I, I guess I don't need a, uh, an explanation of, like, like the the Cala Maria, the, the like, mermaid oh. one. Uh, I didn't watch that one. Was there an episode with no, her? No, there's a... I'm sure there is, but she's, like, a boss in the game. Yeah, yeah. And it seems like what they're doing is they're putting a lot of the bosses from the game in the show. Um, just like one-off characters or having an episode with them. Um, I don't need an episode where it's like, it's them trying to get the soul back. I'm like, eh, I, I think it's more fun to have like an episode where it's like, they're taking care of a baby. Sure. Because fuck it. Yeah, I, I, I certainly appreciate that. I guess it's it's just like, I, I feel like uh, if you're just using the design elements from Cuphead and going in kind of a different direction with the story, I, I, you know, I'll make it a little more simple. The show doesn't feel like an adaptation of Cuphead the game. It feels like we're trying to make Cuphead into a more universal brand or property. Sure. You know what I mean? But I would Which isn't, it's not a bad thing. It's it's just, that's not what I was expecting. Yeah. I, I would say, like, I don't mind because those characters are so, like, whatever. Like, they they can be used as whatever. Yeah, totally. Like, they, they are Mickey Mouse, they are Bugs Bunny. I, like, I... What I was gonna say, like to end this too, would be like I don't know when we're gonna end, but uh, 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 like I want to see Cuphead have more games. Like uh, you take for instance, Ukulele. Mm-hmm. The the first one is a is a like a uh, uh, Banjo Kazooie homage, like a a character collection platform uh, platformer. Collectathon. The, the collectathon. Whatever. Then <laughs> <laughs> uh, then the the second game. Uh, uh, ukulele in the impossible lair is a is a donkey kong country style game a 2d like kong platformer um and uh is that what they call no. it <laughs> i'm just being an asshole that would be great if it was called kong they should call it then uh, that uh but um uh but i would love to see them make uh a ukulele a ukulele game i would like to see them make a ukulele game in a different style than those two but i want to see them like make a, a cuphead game that is not Necessarily a uh, a um, uh, run a, gun? a run a gun. Like I would love to see that if they if they made like a, just a straight platformer that was like, hey, we're you know you're just gonna jump and and whatever and go through these fairly long levels or uh, or you know 
fuck it, make a first person shooter. <laughs> I was gonna die. I don't care. <laughs> Imagine like a, a, a first person shooter perspective gun that's 2D animated. That'd be crazy. God, that would be amazing. That'd be insane. Yeah. Well, what would you? I actually wanted to ask you this. One of my notes was, what What do you think a Cuphead sequel would look like? I think it's gonna be just another one of these hard games. Like that's just a 2D like shooter. Like just the, another Cuphead. Game. I mean, they're doing that with the expansion that's coming yeah. out later this year. Um, it's it's just more levels. I mean, that's great. Like I like they can make a. a you know, a thousand of these, and I'll be like, I will watch these and play these because they Same. they look amazing. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I like I, I I've played a billion games, Ryan. You know, <laughs> I, I I like playing unique takes on on different games, and I like Cuphead and Mugman. They look cute, and I like the the style. Like I would want to see them in like a different adventure. Like they're not characters. It's it's not like a it's not a uh, it's not. Um, uh, to fucking Batman, you know. Sure. Cuphead and Mugman are characters in the same way that like Mario's kind of a character. Like yeah. They, except Mario maybe has a little more character than they do in terms of like the way he expresses himself in the games. Yeah. Um, but Mario's been around for longer, obviously. Yeah. Uh, what would you? I mean, like I, I agree wholeheartedly. Like they could they could do five more Cuphead games without changing the gameplay just here's more levels and more bosses and i'd be totally satisfied with that um but do you i mean do you think they would do that or do you think they would try to evolve the gameplay or i think they're just gonna them? i think they're gonna make i think they're gonna make the same game but i don't know i like studio and dhr this is the only thing they make yeah i would i really want to see what they make next now i'm like well shit what are you what are you gonna do like are you gonna make another 2d game are you gonna make like a a pixelated game like a 3d game like i don't know like i anything that they make next i will play totally same i uh i I had an idea for um it may be a cuphead game down the line because this oh yeah this whole uh you know the appeal of it was like it's an homage to the appeal of the style was an homage to 30s cartoons and hand-drawn animation which is i we didn't talk about this but it's wonderful that there's a studio that is still employing people to do traditional 2D on paper hand-drawn animation because yeah. it is a art form on life support and it's also like it's fucking hard it's, it's so time consuming like it is so like there there's artists out there that are doing it like uh, for instance like happy harry mm. it's, I, I don't know if he's drawing on paper mm. but he's doing frame by frame 2D animation yeah um and he's one of the few people that's also like just I will keep making this until it becomes uh, to the point where I can't. Yeah, know? Exactly. and he has animators that are helping him. Yeah, and it's it's just it it's uh, it always looks amazing. Yeah. It always looks amazing. Yeah, uh, and you go back and you watch movies from like that that I in the hindsight growing up totally took for granted. Like even yeah. Disney Renaissance movies like Aladdin, you look at it and it's like this is hand drawn two D animation on paper. This is fucking insane yeah. that they that they did this. You never watch Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Oh my go god! Go fucking watch that movie. Yeah, if you like it's... Cuphead, watch Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, but so like the the whole uh, sort of the genesis for the style of Cuphead was a love for those old cartoons, um, and so I thought like maybe it, I'm going to pitch you my Cuphead game. Uh, maybe Make sure to send this to MDHO. Yeah, I, I wonder if anyone's listening to this, but uh, it would be really cool to see a game take that further and um, show, like you know, a love for 
not just the 30s style of animation, sort of the golden era first mainstream wave of animation, but like all forms of animation. Uh, maybe in a future Cuphead game, uh, it's Cuphead as a 30s character uh, meets a, a group of like 40s cartoon characters or 50s cartoon characters or 60s, 70s. Like you can go through the decades, Cuphead fights a psychedelic 60s uh, sort of Ralph Bakshi animated That'd be interesting. Or every world is a different decade. And you could get to the point where uh, you're in modern day where maybe uh, 30s, 2D, hand-drawn Cuphead is fighting a 3D, um, you know, uh, blender-made boss or, or something to that effect, you know? Destroy, absolutely destroys Kubo and the Two Strings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a, that's or, a, that's yeah. a great movie. Bring, I love Kubo. I love Studio Leica. Um, but yeah, bringing in different animation styles can no, be what really... What he should destroy is the Smurfs movie. Oh, yeah. No, he should destroy um, the, the fucking... That emoji, that Bitmoji oh show God. on comedies. That's not even... Cuphead's too good to even destroy that. No. Um, I, I just... I want him to be like the, the Godzilla Final Wars yeah. type, type thing where he like that like steps out and it's like, Hey, guys! And he just blasts <laughs> away. <laughs> Fuck you! Like the, what they him. did with... Uh, with the Zilla and, and Godzilla Final Wars. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, real quick, in Godzilla Final Wars, it's a Japanese-made Godzilla movie that was made after the American Godzilla movie starring Matthew Broderick. Uh, and in that movie, the Japanese classic Godzilla uh, blasts the fucking shit out of the American Godzilla, and it's canonically supposed to be the American Godzilla, and he kills it. And it's awesome. And, and it's, it's a big middle finger to that movie. <laughs> it's also great because that's like a... Uh, uh, is it still a rubber suit at that point? It's like the, it's the rubber suit versus like the shitty CGI. Yeah, the Godzilla that is the Japanese one uh, is rubber suit and it kills the CGI. Yeah, uh, American Godzilla. and it looks fucking terrible. Like the CGI is like purposely like, <laughs> fucking awful. It's so cool. and it looks amazing. I would love like to if see you get it. the joke, you're like this is incredible. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, look it up on YouTube. Uh, imagine Cuphead. It also takes two seconds. It's yeah. like a, it's like a fucking like just uh, like just s somebody just bodied this thing. It, like, <laughs> it's not even a contest. It makes him look like a little bitch. Yeah. yeah. It's it's like they could have easily not had that uh, other Godzilla in the movie, but they deliberately put him in there just to kill him. Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, I, I think it would be cool to see Cuphead show. Because um, it's such a feast for the eyes, I'd love to see them do animation for other eras of animation. But that would be a huge undertaking for any yeah. studio. Um, but that was that was a thought I had. I, I would love to see Cuphead do other styles of animation in the future. That'd be cool. Um, also, did you know? Uh, did you ever hear the creators of Cuphead talk about the um, inspiration for the character of Cuphead? No. It was uh, they were watched somehow growing up. They had seen a cartoon called. Uh, Evil Mickey Attacks Japan or something. What? Which is a cartoon from, like, 1934. Uh, it's a Japanese-made cartoon, and it's, like, anti-American propaganda. And okay. at that point in, like, 1934, one of the most famous things people knew about America was Steamboat Willie, right? So in this anti-American Japanese propaganda cartoon, a uh, everyone in uh, like a Japanese environment is like having fun and dancing and then flying overhead is literally a, an evil Mickey Mouse and it looks like, almost exactly like Mickey Mouse uh, and it jumps down and just starts like setting characters on fire and laughing and it's, it's uh, really really dated and funny um, but one of the characters in that cartoon that is not a main character it's like a secondary character has a teacup for a head 
And the animators have said that design uh, was sort of an, a pseudo-inspiration for Cuphead. Huh. And it's really interesting. You can find that that whole short, Evil Mickey Attacks Japan or whatever, uh, on YouTube. And it's so it looks, it's insane how close to Cuphead it looks. Weird. And I was thinking about it like, do you, imagine being someone in Japan in 1930-whatever, and you're animating some propaganda cartoon, and you're like, you're just doing it. And almost a hundred years later, this team of super of other animators and creatives make this art that is in a whole new art form. That when you made your thing, they don't even you couldn't have even imagined that it would ever exist. You know what I mean? Like it's just crazy the way art informs art. Like this this minute thing. Time travel and being like, you swat a fly, you're gonna. Yeah, so, I mean. If, if you go back and you go back and be like, uh, this this thing shouldn't have happened, then it's like, well, then this thing. Would, I mean, it's a shitty thing that happened. Japanese Empire was shitty. <laughs> Propaganda is never really a good thing, but it's well, just Japanese Empire was fucking shitty. It, it's like <laughs> this amazing game came from a a small part of its huge identity came from the genesis of this like pretty disposable you know, quote, like, propaganda. Yeah. You know, it's it's just really interesting that you can trace it back to that. Like, just it, it it's, like, motivating to be, like, you can make something, and if you think it will, it doesn't matter, and it will never be seen by anyone, someday it could affect something as, as awesome as Cuphead. So, uh, and I, I just mean, let me be clear, they said the design of Cuphead was based off that cool background character. No, they weren't like, we love this anti-American propaganda from the Japanese Empire. It was it was just an interesting little no, tip. No, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, huh. Interesting. Well, can we can we leave off? Because I think we're going to end it. What, what's your what's your favorite boss in oh Cuphead? Oh, my God. It's Four so level. tough. Uh, I really liked... I think my favorite boss, what to to look at, was the ghost train boss. It's a good choice. Yeah, it's a good choice. I do like the ghost train, mm-hmm. and um, the the music went really well with that one. Yeah. Uh, for me, you know, I think my favorite boss to like fight. Oh, geez, it's probably. Pirate guy, Captain Briny Beard. He was good too. He's really fun. He was fun to fight. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have that much trouble on him. So, dude, it's it's awesome the way every boss engages you in a different way. Like some of them stay on one side of the screen. Some of them have something that's persistently attacking you. Some of them have short, like the robot has a really short middle form. So it's it all all the bosses are different. Yeah, I hated that robot. Yeah, it was tough. Um, I hated actually, the robot. I hated the. Uh, I hate, I hated it. Uh, I didn't really like the plane levels. I dreaded. I, I was like, I kind of want to get these plane levels over. I didn't. A bit. I didn't think they were that difficult until I got to that one. Like every other one, I was like, this is not that bad. And then yeah. I got to that one, and I was like, this sucks. Yeah, it's it's just not as fun because when there's a plane level where you're like flying, so you have to always be controlling the the plane. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're playing a level where you're cuphead on the ground. You can you jump and you can just stand there for a second shoot. So it's the plane levels throw a lot more at you. Yeah. I also didn't like the uh, the moving levels. So like the B, sure. Uh, so 
I was like, eh, I, I like suck. those were tough. I liked the those were challenging in a good way. That's when I switched to the uh, homing. Sure, sure. I was like, I gotta do this. I actually have never, I've not used the homing yet. I use the homing, so you're probably way better than me. Because I also switched to five hearts because I was like, fuck this. But I'm not against that in games. I'm like, well, you're gonna give it to me. So yeah, they're putting it, use it. I'm gonna use it. But yeah, so that, uh, there's a, you, I could talk about Cuphead for hours, but um, yeah. I think we can finish up here. There's a lot there. Yeah, uh, so we'll, we'll end it. Uh, that's an episode. Uh, thanks everybody for li- listening. Um, uh, to our Cuphead episode, uh, housekeeping. Uh, if you want to write into us, it's infinitepixelspodcast at gmail.com. Still haven't gotten an email, but whatever. I'll email it if you want. <laughs> I'm not going to read your emails. Oh. You, no, I want, I want people from, from outside of us. Creators of Cuphead or Evil Mickey Attacks Japan, please email us. <laughs> Technically, They're that's dead, probably. And that's that's a shame because they made the first anime. No, that's Astro Boy. No, Evil Mickey Attacks Japan came first. Um, but uh, 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 you follow us on Twitter at podcast underscore pixels for the podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Ironheart one one eight three. Ryan, can they follow you on Twitter or? Yes, you can find me on Twitter at skrydly. Cool. Um, and, uh, uh, I have, I did to put up something finally, uh, on, online that I put on up a piece on, uh, on, uh, uh, on, uh, Life is Strange 2 on, uh, Into the Spine. So if you want to read about my thoughts on Life is Strange 2 and parents and whatever, and want to read a personal essay about that go on to end of the spine i think it's like the latest thing on there um is, is that on your twitter i mean i put it on my twitter uh it's on my tumblr uh i'm not just saying this i read that piece it's really good okay it's a really good Thank piece you. i think it's worth everyone's time and it's not really that long. that's not long at all. so it's really worth reading yeah uh so uh and you can read my tumblr at uh uh ironheart1183.tumblr.com uh and uh, Ryan, did you have anything you want to promote? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, that's fine because we got the podcast to promote. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, and uh, we're gonna do uh, next episode. Uh, Ryan, what are we playing? Uh, next episode, we are gonna play a game called Little Nightmares, which is uh, another indie game, I believe with an interesting um, sort of development genesis behind it. Uh, it's on the shorter side. Uh, you know, you could probably casually play through it in a weekend, uh, maybe even a day. Uh, and it's uh, more of a horror-themed game. Uh, more I, horror games. Bioshock yeah. is a horror game, kind of. I guess that's true. Uh, Flower's kind of a, in a way, a Yeah, it's game. so creepy. Yeah, it's kind of scary. Spooky. Like, flowers are kind of... But we're going to play Little Nightmares, so... <laughs> yeah, uh, so if you want to play Little Nightmares along with us, go ahead and, and play that, and you know, write into us about your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, we'll uh, catch you later. Uh, take care of yourself. Uh, have a good weekend. Bye.
Bioshock is, is aged. Yeah. Uh, this is a test. So okay. if you... You seriously want to see Morbius? I do. I mean, I don't want to. It's more like... I'm not going out of my way to see it, but I'm not like... Like, oh, I'm going to avoid it forever. It's like, well, if it's on, I'll watch I immediately it. looked up the the after credits. So I was like, I don't fucking care. What is it? And they're, and they're like, it's this. And I went, <sighs> okay, they're really going to force this down our throat, huh? I, I heard it's cool. ridiculous. I heard it's the worst it's, one. It, it's not bad. It's mm-hmm. just... I want, as, a, as you being a Marvel fan, I want to know your opinion on it. <laughs> and like... Because in, I'm sure, a couple weeks, it will be spoiled to death, and people will have all these spoilers out there. Was it was it surprising when you read it? I was like, they did that at the end as the after credits, and not the, like, and not, like, just a mid-credits scene or whatever. It's okay, so it's, like, or not like bigger just stuff. in the middle of the movie. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, and it's hard to spoil it without... Yeah. Or how to talk about it without... Because I want to say one thing about it, but you'd go, well, now I know what it is. And yeah. I'd be like, well, yeah, because it's the most obvious thing in the world. I, I what you're going to do. Even from us talking about it, I feel like I... Yeah, I'm, I, I can't... I'm getting an impression. Look, I don't give a shit about spoilers in general, like, for <sighs> certain stuff. Right, you know what? Oh, I don't I'm, know why I need to preserve the integrity of the Morbius spoilers. Just tell me what it is. Okay. Uh, and I'm recording this. Is, am, so. I, am I going to be... Sh- I'm not going to be shocked. Can you guess it first? I'm guessing Tom Holland's Spider-Man shows up. No. It's okay. Not. My other guess is... Is it a big character? Like, does Doctor yes. Strange show up? It's a big character. Does Doctor Strange show up? No. Venom? I wish. No. It's not Doctor Strange, it's not Venom. Is it Vulture? Yeah. Okay. Does he show up? It's literally the scene that's in the trailer. I was just saying, doesn't he say, what's up, Doc? Yeah. It's the whole thing. That's the after credits? Yeah. That was in the trailer. Yes. That's stupid. Isn't that dumb? That is dumb. Okay. What the, that was, I'm glad I said that now. That's not worth yeah. not knowing. It, but isn't that confusing? Like, being like, okay, what? How did you wind up there, Vulture? What is the context of, is he, like, arrested? Yeah, he's like, so Morbius, I'm a, I'm a form of the team. Cause, ew, he did. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Ew, that's he's like, maybe we should get... A league of our own. That's so stupid. So it's it is basically like the Justice League. It's guy. literally the Justice League setup, but with Vulture. That's weird that Morbius is in the MCU technically. Then, yeah, like I know it's well, like, I mean it's le- like legally not. It's but like, the same Arrowverse type thing where yeah. they're like everything's connected technically, mm-hmm. and it's like well yeah, but like not really. Dude, this is so Sony has nothing but Spider Man. As far as like their superhero movies go, to the point where they're they're trying to get you hyped for the Vulture. Well, no, they're trying to get you hyped for like, because they own Tom Holland, right? Like his thing. Mm-hmm. So like they've talked about well, for the next Tom Holland project, and it's like they can't say MCU mm-hmm. because th- his contract has already run out. Yeah, like that's the point of the end of spoilers for the end of fucking that movie. No way home. Uh, no way home. But at the end of No Way Home. He literally is just like left in kind of like an abyss where everybody knows doesn't know who he is, Which, so they can do whatever they want with him and be like, actually, like fuck it, like he's gonna go teleport to fucking Venom universe. Yeah, it's that's super weird to be like, okay, all that stuff happened, but it didn't happen. It's 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 a really weird, but it was like a clever way to 
tie the knot. Like, I'm glad they Is incorporated it. I, it I don't want Sony to buy, or Disney to buy Sony, because, again, no. it's, like, more antitrust shit that's just, like, can we just stop? Yeah. Like, please break, like, fine. Like, I want them to fucking own Spider-Man for the only reason that then they can just stop beating around the bush and put him in the fucking movies. Mm-hmm. You know? But no, I don't. It would not no. be good. Like when when Disney bought Fox and people were like, now the X-Men can be in yeah. the Avengers movies. I was like, that's not I, worth it. I all. remember kind of funny, like, like Tim being like, this is so badass. And I was like, no, Tim, like, I understand, <laughs> like, you're a hype guy, but this is very, very bad. Like, yeah. you don't want one company to own everything. Yeah. It's, like, it, it's cool that they own, uh, like, X-Men now, finally, and, and, and Fantastic Four, but like, they shouldn't own literally every entertainment property. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like if Disney bought Warner Brothers and people were like, this is so sweet, Batman could be yeah. an Avenger. It's like, no, that's not that's cool horrible. at all. That's yeah. really bad. No, that's, that's a really... We're going to live in the in the cyberpunk future where you're just like, and here's the Disney, here's the one entertainment company. Right, yeah. You They would stop calling them movies and they'd start calling them Disney's. Yeah. But, great. Well, that's, I'm... That's a shitty after credits. I thought it was the way people were talking about the Morbius after credits scene. I thought it was going to be like Morbius pulls out a sword and cuts his hand off, and Tom Holland's head comes out of his arm or something. No, that would be interesting. I know that's, that would I was be like, awesome. Oh, this, this must be some crazy thing, but it's just a sixty-five-year-old man shows up. Well, that's the the uh, everybody's just broken internally, so they're just like, he look, it's the guy from the movie that came out in twenty thirteen. Yeah, it's like, like that's cool, but it's like, who, uh, I don't know. I, 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 I don't care. Like, in if they made movies like they made comic books, where they're just like, fuck it, here's a Sinister Six movie that's gonna cost seventy million not 70 million dollars but like five million dollars yeah. and it's going to be like a character movie about like you know these guys butting heads that's what i wish that, that would wish, be awesome they should just but say they would never do that yeah exactly it, it would be so cool if they said we're going to do a small this is an mcu movie but it's just a character focused it's like 30 million dollar budget so it's really small don't expect anything I said big. five million i think that would be more interesting sure I, even but yeah. even then if marvel made a five million dollar movie and put it out, it would make its money back. Yeah. Ten. You get somebody who's good at directing people, like you get a James Gunn who's yeah. just like, hey, uh, be Vulture and be Morbius and be Venom. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, they want to get, who's the person they want to get? Craven? Craven Ontario. Who the, no, but. Oh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah, get the, whatever. I guess you have two more then, I guess. Oh, no, that's, oh you could do Vulture. Uh, Craven, Venom, Morbius. Um, they set up Scorpion in previous He's Spider-Man dead, films. Didn't Is they zap him? You're no. Uh, are you think you're thinking of uh, the Shocker? Oh yeah, I am. The Shocker, I think, did die. Uh, but but not now. They have. Uh, multiverse shocker. Yeah. So. Well, that's the other thing. Is like, it, does any of this really matter? Because if you establish a multiverse, you can just pull characters I mean, from. Whatever. I love the multiverse. Like, I eat that shit up. But it's mm-hmm. like, you gotta have like regular like travel back and forth. Like in in uh, World's Finest, that comic that I think I lent you. It's like, 
Earth 2 is dead and they've come to Earth 1. So you're establishing that it's like it's important that these are like survivors of Earth yeah. 2. Mm, that's part of it. It's not whereas in in the MCU it feels like the multiverse is going to serve the purpose of tying up loose ends kind of or just like here's random crocodile Loki because that's funny, which I love. But you have to have more than that. Yeah, I agree. Like, if you want to have random garbage for the sake of random garbage, I'm all for that. You have to establish, though, that it's like, this is random garbage for the sake of random garbage. Yeah. But I I think I'll have a much clearer picture of, of where they're going to go with this multiverse stuff after the new Doctor Strange movie. I think that is meant to be the one that's really going to hopefully bring it all in. And if, if that's the case and we watch that movie... And it's like, oh, okay, that's what they're doing. Then this Which, conversation might become completely. Did you dated. think that it, like they are doing Galactus for this one, or is it now going to be like some sort of weird multiverse villain? Because there's no multiverse villain really. No, well, except I, for I guess uh, they had the um, uh, Ultron, but they already did Ultron, and I don't think it'd be fun to be like, here's Ultron again, but no vision. Yeah, no, I don't think, and I don't think people really want Ultron back. No. Um, I, but they... Did you watch Loki? Yeah. I, they're setting up Kang to be the multiverse villain. Yeah, but, like... Kang is never interesting. No. Like, young Kang is interesting because well, it's like... Look, it's young Kang. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a character that we already know that exists. Kang makes sense for them to choose for a multiverse villain because... In the comics, his whole shtick is that there's multiple iterations of him. Yeah. So it's not too much of a parlay from that to hit. There's multiple iteration, multiple iterations of him because he's a multiverse character now instead of an immortal character. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think Kang is like Galactus is like I can see what they would do with that story with Kang. I don't really know what they could like. Yeah. What is his character going to be like, in these what movies? You, like. Because you're expecting, they call it the Infinity Saga because they built up to uh, Thanos. But, like, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily need, like, another Thanos-level villain of just, yeah. like, he's going to destroy the universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, that's what these movies are planning. Yeah. But- so, and the natural evolution is that is is probably Galactus or some mutant... It would probably be Galactus. I mean, the thing is, too, like, when they started planning the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they were taking it, like, one or two movies at a time, like, one phase, so to speak, at a time. So it was like, well, let's get the Avengers working before we start thinking about Thanos. It's like, okay, the Avengers worked. Now let's, we're kind of transitioning to Thanos stuff. Okay, now we're setting up Thanos stuff, and now it's Thanos stuff. So with this, I I think they're starting, like, right now, they are thinking, like, five movies ahead. Yeah, they're in phase four, right? And I guess if we're thinking these as trilogies, this would be like setting the building blocks for whatever the, like, main villain will be for the, like, whatever it will be. Like, maybe at the end of whatever the next big, like, team-up Avengers-style movie is, Mm -hmm. we'll see, like, oh, okay, it's X. Like, I think maybe Kang is going to be the Loki of the end of this phase's team-up movie. Like, if this is the new phase one, at the end of this we'll get the new Avengers one. Do you think it's going to be, like, he's a he's a writer of whatever... Not the... Oh, uh, that's the a Silver Surfer? Yeah, I don't remember what it's called. Uh, what are what are their what are the Galactus? a herald of Galactus? Herald of Galactus? Yeah, I don't I don't think Kang is going to be a herald. I think that's dumb. No, I yeah I think maybe 
Kang would know about Galactus, or maybe like this multiversal threat will what if, I, awaken I think Galactus. It, it might be interesting if Galactus was like a multiversal like being. Like if he's like mm-hmm. if he eats the Earth, like if he eats this Earth, this Earth being Prime Earth would. Yeah, sure. Destroy the world. I've always found that dumb of like a prime Earth because it's like it makes yes. it seem like these heroes are the most important, and it's like okay, so like the one on on Earth fifty two C is like not as important as yeah as the Iron Man on six one six or whatever. I don't mind the idea of a prime Earth if it's like because like uh, did you watch Ninja Turtles Turtles in Time? No. Or excuse me, not Turtles in Time, Turtles Forever. No. Uh, and that they do a prime Earth thing, but in it, it's like the one Earth that's different from all the other ones. Like it's 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 it makes sense for it to be the prime Earth um, because they're going for like metatextual commentary, but then also the Earth itself is drastically different from everything else. So if they did a prime Earth in like the context of Marvel comic books or like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I'd be cool with it if it was like something way different like they show up and it's just like a barren planet of like simple kind of like neanderthal characters or something but if it's just prime earth it's just like the characters as they are normally it does it feels like it there's no reason for that to be prime earth you know what i mean is that is that too i mean the one that we're focusing on is the one where you know like where there's no party Thor, like party Thor is not sure. quote prime Earth, so it makes it annoying to me that it's like, well, the prime Earth is the one where everything's fucked up or something, mm-hmm. like because party Thor is like the I wouldn't say he's like the most perfect version of Thor, but it's like a lot of good things happened in that universe, right? That like are are arguably good, like you know, like everybody gets along with each other. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's that's the problem when you bring in the multiverse is you question like okay what is the significance of this and what is the significance of this because if it's established that there's multiple universes of everything then yeah it's it's like what why should i care about this one particular thing when yeah. there's there's this other thing happening and I, like i love i love seeing like like hey we're going to pay attention to all of these characters now mm-hmm. like one uh, you know if you're going to bring in certain characters that are going to like start to like team up or like do thing, you know, whatever, that's what I would rather see rather than just like, here's a one-off, uh, like old Loki character because like, I love a one-off characters, but like, then you start to like, you do the thing with old man Logan where it's like, and then he's brought into the universe and it's just like, yeah. we'll either have like a one-off character or have like a character who's going to be a uh, like incorporated in the universe, it's just I don't know. It doesn't don't don't try to do it's both. Weird. Old man, old man Logan's a good example because it's like a, it was a cool one-off, but then it was like popular enough where they're like, that's just Logan now for a little bit, and it's like that that takes away from the uniqueness of the old man Logan story and from the appeal of the mainstream universe. Because what was cool about old man Logan when it was was it was like, oh, this is a version of the Wolverine story. It's not a definitive one, but when you make it into the mainstream continuity, it's like, okay, now this is way more important and it's not like a fun side tale anymore. Now yeah. it's like required. And like Batman being like... Uh, in... Sorry. Great, that's going to be on the recording. <laughs> I couldn't hold it back any longer, sorry. Go on, Batman. Hang on. I'll wait for you to come back because okay. I can cut that out. Because I'll, this... I'll put this at the end. Okay. Uh, this is the Easter egg that's going to be 50 minutes. 
And it'll be me getting a glass of water too. If I can find your glasses. I don't know. I find like you know, this is what uh, Waypoint does, and like Giant Bomb does, where they'll be like. Here's like a fucking after credits like thing that maybe like 20 minutes. <laughs> You're like, why is there? And it's like, because it didn't fit into my podcast. Right, and now we're this ironically started with a discussion about an after credits scene from Morbius. Ooh, meta. Sorry, what were you going to say about Batman? Uh, like they were talking about, uh, or uh, our friend was talking about how it's Earth 2. I'm like, I'm like, uh, and another friend of ours was talking about, oh, well. Uh, this this is they can't decide on one Batman because the Ezra Miller stuff mm-hmm. came out about him he might not be in the new uh, show did you take that out of the thing out of the cupboard yes just kidding fuck <laughs> <laughs> no but the, the uh, like uh, being like Batman the Batman is Earth 2 the, uh, and it's like can this just be like it's own thing like yeah. it doesn't need to like connect to the fucking the DCEU because like, one of our friends was mad about like they can't decide on a Batman. I'm like, they decided on a Batman. It's Ben Affleck. Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't want to do it anymore, but, like, that doesn't mean that they can't, like, have another Batman act. Like, this whole idea of, like, this person has to play Batman for, like, ever. It's like, you can have, like, Batman act- actors. Like, I love, like, that Robert Downey Jr. was Iron Man for a set of movies, but, like, you can do this thing that they did with Donald Cheadle and, like, change the actor halfway through if you wanted. Yeah, it doesn't have to. I mean, it's it's come back around where it's like... Excuse me. Uh, it was cool to have the continuity throughout movies, but now it's like, that's if, if that's your only thing, like, if it takes a change of Batman actors to make a better Batman movie, then fucking go for it. Like, who, who cares? Because yeah. uh, that was a big mistake they made early on with Ben Affleck's Batman, was they established that he was an old, grizzled, like, seasoned Batman... And it's like, well, then where are you going to go with stories with that character if he's already, yeah. like, close to retiring and you want him to be Batman for a decade or more? How is that going to work with where he's at? How do you, uh, like, I, I, you know, I want uh, I want that to be, like, the next character, but, like, what's his arc? Yeah. Like, if his arc is just solved in one movie of, like, now I like Superman, it's like, who cares? Yeah. I mean, like, that's... And I want another arc for him, sure, but, like, Batman is Batman. Like, his arc is... I have to fight crime. Yeah, right. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, and you could do that with Arkham, like Arkham Asylum did that, where it's like, this is a Batman that's been working for a few years, but it's like, one, like, you know, they go from, I have to stop the Joker in the first game to the second game to, like, I have to stop the Joker here to the third game, where it's like, okay, I've had two games worth of stopping the Joker, <laughs> now I have to le- uh, work with the fallout of, like, what happened in these first two games. Right. Like, whereas the, the, the Ben Affleck's Batman is like, okay, I'm dealing with the fallout of fighting uh, whatever dark side of it, but it's like, are you gonna? When they were like a solo Batman movie, I'm like, I would love to see that, but like, what's his conflict going to be? Yeah, with the, with the Joker, who's I a mean, fucking dumb Joker. That's that's the other whatever. like they they put the. That's, like, just a problem with the DCEU, so to speak. Like, they, they did not think anything through. So, that like, like the, the point that you're making about, like, what's Batman's art going to be, they didn't think about it. They were like, just do whatever and we'll figure it out later. Yeah. Whereas with Marvel, they were like, let's make one movie and then let's make another movie. And then, okay, let's make two movies. Let's make two or three. As it turns out, a, a, like, organization is kind of good. 
and yeah. planning ahead. Or you know how to, you could solve all this problem is just don't make another Batman movie. Go five years without using Batman. Not even. Could, I mean, it's been five years since a new Batman movie, right? Uh, I think of. I guess it's the last. I don't count so, Suicide Squad. I don't count Batman v. V Superman because they're not like Batman yeah, movies. Right. I guess Batman's being used in them, so it doesn't feel like it's been five years since a Batman movie. But the last solo Batman movie would have been uh, The Dark Knight Rises in 2012. So it's, yeah. it's been ten years. But Batman's been in a bunch of shit, and then they had the Lego Batman. So movie. then people get confused, and they're like, "Well, I'm I know that this is supposed to be like a tied together universe. So is the Batman? Yeah." Like a part of that universe, like my mom got annoyed. She's like, another Batman movie. Yeah. I'm like, mom, it's not in the same universe. It's just a new Batman movie. See, when you lose parents, you're starting to lose the general. Yeah, and my too. mom, like, I told my mom, uh, I'm like, uh, she's like, we should hang out. I'm like, cool. Uh, uh, I always think about watching Moon Knight, but I don't know if you want to watch that because it's super fucking violent. Uh, and she was like, I saw the trailers and I want to watch it. And I'm like. Okay, but she she only I've never watched it either. But I'm like I I only didn't like she only wants to watch it probably because it's connected to the MCU, even though it's like the Batman is just a good movie. It's not connected to anything. It's just a good Batman movie. So people are annoyed now because they're like, well, I need everything to be connected, and if it's not connected, well, it's I I agree that like yeah, you just a movie can be good on its own. It doesn't need to be connected to anything, but. DC made a big deal about, like, we've got this big fucking universe. And then they're like, oh, we're just going to do a different Batman and a different Joker. And it, it's like, it's I, I'm annoyed that they are jumping back and forth between yeah. cinematic universes. I don't and not care because universe. I just like good movies and the movies that they've put out so far, like, after Justice League have just been good. I, I'd agree. But it's, it's just like, I just wish they'd pick one. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't, it ultimately doesn't matter.